Hello, everyone, and welcome to the car huddle. You've probably heard Andrew talking to me there in the background, and it's the official start. And now, look, we are in Pinewood Studios, or as I've been told to say, Woodpine Studios. <laughs> the house. Oh, it's so pine. But actually, you can't actually see it here. Um, but this is my new studio. The move is complete. I, I've turned into a hoarder, and there are bags everywhere that you cannot see. But here we are in the new building, and this is the new setup. And of course, my two co-hosts are with me today. It is Andrew Marr. Say hello, Andrew. Hello, Andrew. And to Jonathan Solland. It's good to see you, John. Good to see you both too. And I'm very disappointed that the picture, the camera angle that you have there shows the only piece of your house which is not made of pine. <laughs> In the corner. Where am I looking? Oh, there is actually. Yes, a door frame, isn't there? Yeah, there's oh, a door frame. Nice. Look, 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 and he's got a German in the shot. Picture, just you can't quite see it there. But can you see the German in the shot? I like the German above your head. Helmet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, helmet. yes. <laughs> oh, put a lump of coal next to it, and it'd be helmet coal. I was trying to think of something, but I couldn't. Well done, yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> <clears throat> well, on that joke. Um, it's great to be back. I hope you enjoyed our show with David Perel and Josh Martin last week. It was great fun having them on. I know that Andrew hasn't watched it yet, but I'm sure he'll catch up this week. But, uh, but there's lots to talk about. Of course, um, on a very positive note, we have the start of the Grand Prix season, uh, which is starting this Sunday in Bahrain. So who do you think is going to win? What who's going to be good? Who's going to be very slow? Will there be any surprises? Will there be any people who win a Grand Prix that is unexpected? What do you think? I'll start with you, Jonathan. I think Lewis Hamilton will win his eighth World Championship and that Mercedes are slightly sandbagging and are actually a bit further ahead than uh, everyone thinks. And do you think there'll be any surprise drivers who might get on the podium or win a race? I uh, me, that would be very surprising if I win a race this season. You know, I think my chances are somewhat limited. Um, so I wouldn't think that I'll be hiding maybe a podium, but probably not a win. Uh, how do you rate your chances, Hugh? Zero to minus, I think Perez will win a will win a race or two um for Red Bull. I think he might be a lot stronger than people think against Verstappen. Um, I think the Aston Martins could be very good. I know that uh, watching Ted's notebook, he was saying that they reckon it might take them a few races to get into everything, but then Vettel will, will come through. Um, so I think Vettel could potentially win a race if that car is good. I think I think Vettel could be right there. I think um, Leclerc and especially Carlos Sainz um, could be really good. I think we could get a few victories there. So I, I wonder, I, I mean, I do think that because, our, you know, you were saying uh, Mercedes sandbagging. Possibly. I, I think they might just be, because remember Ferrari used to always do that. Exactly. So they might just be making it to kind of stir up a story, aren't they? So perhaps, I mean, you certainly can't rule them out because they're going to be there. They were pretty quick last year. I can't see them losing all of that speed over a few months. Uh, but I, I just hope it's a really good race because it'd be nice to see um, a real competition from the word go, um, uh, not just something Bottas trying to fight um, Hamilton, but actually get other drivers in too. But how about you, Andrew? What do you think? Um, <clears throat> I, I starting with Mercedes. Um, I don't. 
I personally don't think they were sandbagging as such. I don't think they. I don't actually think they go in for the games. You know, I think Red Bull do. Red Bull like to play games. Christian Horner is good at BSing, which is why I don't really like him. But Toto, Ross Braun before him, and all them. I don't think they do that sort of thing. I think they were genuinely not quick. But I think the reasons they were not quick is they didn't quite understand why, you know, they didn't understand their new car, which has changed quite a lot, really. Yeah. But it's Mercedes, and Mercedes are just amazing at fixing things. You know, this is why I get so annoyed when they keep trying to slow them down. And it's like, well, <clears throat> you're penalising excellence. It's not just money. You know, Red Bull's got a lot of money. Um, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of these... A lot of other teams have money. What they don't didn't have. So look at McLaren. They used yeah. to be huge. Now they're facing money troubles. But they've changed how they do it. They've brought in a brilliant team principal. They've reorganised the whole company. And McLaren's coming back up again. It wasn't the money. Minardi back in the day had 10 pence and four halfpennies, you know. And they were beating a team with, I think, the second highest budget in, in Formula 1, BAR. Yeah. So... Yeah. Merck is really good at getting the best out of its staff and really good at, at working through problems. So I think I agree with John that maybe not this, the first race, but not long after, they're going to be, you know, driving all over people. But I do like the fact that Red Bull are a lot better because we'll we'll have proper battles, not fake battles, not where they bring out the safety car and go, oh, let's make a fight and make them all bunch together and ruin two hours of work. Not that, but proper battles. Verstappen weaving in front of Kimi Raikkonen, so he swears at him. Um, watching Raikkonen, what I'm now going to call, pull a hat-trick, where he dives from four miles back down the inside of someone. Oh, Rouge. Well, anywhere, oh, Rouge. Well, no, no, that's not the one I'm talking about. It was two streams ago, two experimental streams ago on his uh, Acepta Corsa stream, when he went from the last from last to first. Oh, yeah. Well, that was great good fun. <laughs> it was funny when he gave up because he got punted off and went, oh, started again. <clears throat> that, was, that, was, that was the humour. But then he, honestly, it was an inspired drive view. It was incredible. And... I just don't know how you ended up because you were at um, the Red Bull the ring, ring, weren't you? Yeah, Mugello. Was it Mugello? Oh, like, I thought BMW Mugello, Mugello. Whatever it was, <clears throat> there's the, the first corner, corner one, was great for going up the inside of. And yeah. you were coming from... Oh, way back. The previous county. And just going, phew, phew, thank you very much. And he's like, eh? So normally we'd say uh, Ricciardo did that, but I say Hugh Hattrick does that. So Ricciardo's going to be pulling Hattricks because he's in a McLaren, which is easy to drive, apparently. It's great to, great on the limit. It's it's stable. <clears throat> hasn't got any surprises. Um, the French are going to be French. I've been... They haven't got anyone to pretend that... <laughs> After sacking people, like just sacking people, when someone decides to leave, going, well, there is no such thing as loyalty. No. <clears throat> when when uh, Ricardo went to McLaren, he's like, yeah, what, what did you do to science a couple of years ago? Wasn't it sacking? Oh, okay. Duh. 
It was funny. I was watching that thing, but the, it was Drive to Survive. You know, I think it was the second series at the beginning, and it said we we can see Ricardo staying with uh, with um, Renault for a long time. Um, yes. And he's living there for two years. And he's away. <laughs> First chance he gets, he's off to McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but I still think, to be fair, Alonso and Ellis could be quite good. I mean, it, it seemed it does oh, seem to be quite good. Well, yes, he's there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm probably more excited by the fact that Alonso's back than anything yeah. for a long time because he's funny. I mean, he is funny. It's like watching you do stuff when he gets annoyed. <clears throat> when he starts coming over the radio and, and, and gets a bit, of, a bit of sort of Latin Mediterranean temperament on the fact that his car's slow, fantastic. I love that kind of stuff. It's like humanity, real Humanity instead of mannequin dolls going, yes, corporation says I must smile. None of that rubbish. <laughs> Alonso doesn't come up with that. His, his eyebrows, I think he's manicured them recently, so they look like two caterpillars instead of one huge one. Uh, <clears throat> so he's, he's obviously getting a bit corporate. but And he's matured. But he's such a fantastic driver. He, he, he just is. Yeah. Uh, do it for the oldies. You've got Raikkonen and you've got Alonso who are doing it for the, uh, the oldies like us. I, I like Raikkonen more because of his attitude than anything else. I've never been a particular fan of him. My ex-wife was a fan of his, so that might be one of the reasons. But um, he's okay. And also he was fighting against David Coulthard, who I am a fan of, when they, they were in McLaren together. So, you know, black mark against him for that. But he's fantastic. And he's good. He is good. He's got racecraft, which a lot of them don't have. He's actually got character, though, hasn't he? I mean, he's, he's like Alonso in that there is character there. With so few of them, they, you just seem to be like corporate clones. I suppose Ricciardo is okay, but I always got the impression that Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris, it was all a little bit for the Instagram, a little bit... Yeah, maybe maybe I'm a bit cynical in my old age. I just, but, yeah. but he'll push. He'll seriously push Lando. So I mean, that, that's going to be good for that team because Lando's a talented driver with a lot to learn, and he is learning. Danny's going to push him and make him learn faster. It's just that. What's that? That's going to be fun as long as the cameras pick it up, which they haven't been. There's apparently Formula One, apart from all the ones in the midfield that they never look at because they're busy looking at some fat bloke scratching his ass on the pit wall. <laughs> the Ferrari is supposed to be quicker this year. So there, there could mm. be a chance, actually, that mm. Leclerc or Saints could get in there. Um, Do you believe that? Well, I don't yeah. know. You know. It seems to be. Mm. I'll have to, we'll have to see. So you reckon that Ham Hamilton will win? I think I might just call out for possibly for Verstappen. I think Verstappen might just do it. If he gets a good start to the season, it could be quite interesting. It could be quite exciting. And I think if he does win it, then Hamilton will stay on for at least another year to try and get his eighth. I it depends. It, it, it depends really because it's Red Bull now have two really good drivers, and it depends how Verstappen is still quite young. How he's kind of <coughs> react to having Perez in the team, because he might just yeah. lose his mind, or he might focus and become even better. It depends which way that goes. If he becomes hyper focused, concentrates, and is super um, uh, committed, then he may win. But if he gets rattled by having someone that's challenging him, he may not. I think it's the best move Perez has, has, has made. I think oh, yeah. the, the the terrible thing of being kicked out of a team that they had no right kicking him out of, frankly. Uh, I know what they did, obviously, but it's it's just 
you know, the, the loyalty. It's not the loyalty. It's just, you know, you'd kick out Stroll. Though I get the idea of family favouritism, you know. Nepotism is fine. Every time I've heard an interview with Stroll, it never comes off well. He doesn't come over as a... Petulant. Well, no, he just... I mean, maybe I, I could be completely wrong here, and I don't mean to, to say things that might offend folk, but I don't think he doesn't come oh, over as the, as the brightest guy in the... In the, in the <laughs> you know, um, it does, yeah. I, I think it must be the clips that Netflix takes. But they, they always get an answer which sounds like some kind of young teenager's view on a movie or something. You know, he uses kind of language that just sounds like a young kid that doesn't really, you know, that could be anybody, but not really a racing driver. And I don't know, it doesn't come across as as uh, as as particularly. How can I say right. it, Brian? Obviously, don't you got to be able to do the you know to change all the do all the buttons on the wheel and all the rest of it and drive and be. Fixed, no, right? that's brilliant. But, but um, I don't know. It's you know never... can be trained to press buttons. They sent one into space, mate. And a dog. <coughs> the dog didn't he, press the button. Doesn't come over as that. I'm sure he probably is, but he just doesn't come over as the brightest guy. <laughs> and it's like this, you know, father. To me, it does. It does definitely say the father is saying, "Let's get the son in there to make sure he can drive." You know, for the kind of to bring home some trophies. Um, to change but, one uh, of my maternal grandmother's expressions, uh, if his brains were made of Semtex, it wouldn't blow his helmet off. It's been a while since I've watched um, Drive to Survive. Uh, I've, I've, I'm going to start. I'm, I'm going back on Netflix to, to start watching that kind of stuff next yeah. month. Um, I don't recall Latifi at all. Um, my sort of memories of Latifi are post-race interviews where he just comes across as petulant. He comes across as, this happened and it's not fair. And, and angry with the... the, the and maybe he's fed up of being told that he's only in it because his billionaire father bought the team. <clears throat> you know, like Latifi's only in it because his billionaire father put a huge amount of money into Williams. Maybe they're the ones that bought it. You don't know. Um, and Demazepin, I'll give it, I'll give both oh, yeah. of those. Better than Demazepin, who's... You, if you were to draw a character of a spoiled... You know when they have these films? Oh, what's that one? Um, John... John... Oh... Keanu Reeves as an assassin. Yeah, John Wick. John, John Wick. Wick. Yeah. The first one where you've got the Russian crime boss's son who's a Burke and thinks he's powerful and goes and does what he likes and then gets killed. Is that what's going to happen this year? It's Tomazepin. His Russian oligarch dad has funded him, but also he's used to getting his own way and has probably had several people killed over the years. So he thinks he can do what he likes. Well, my, my, From my, my point of view, I have nothing to uh, <clears throat> behind these allegations whatsoever. I disavow everything that is being said. I love the Russian mafia, and uh, I don't think that Mrs. Zippin, or whatever his name is, is mafia at all, or has had people killed. But did they not try and cancel that guy? Did he not yeah, make some video with a bunch of birds in the back of a car, and he, he was just saying, I'm out for a yeah. drive with my, my whatever. He <laughs> or something, and then yeah, posted yeah, the video. Now, I don't know whether it's the problem with the groping or whether there was anything, what was really going on there, because we don't know. 
uh, they're all going. It's irresponsible to post the video. Yeah, well, it was it very much. Party in Edinburgh. A lot of the from people who have I don't think it's in Edinburgh. There's no, there's no one you'd grow in Edinburgh. <laughs> anyway, I think Hamilton will win the championship. I don't necessarily think he'll win the first race. Yeah. He might. I think that Verstappen may not necessarily win the first race. Uh, one of the things I have heard, I suppose, about the cars is that you know Red Bull's got that a different concept to the to the the rake of the car. The back end sits further off the ground, and the, and there's two streams of teams. There's the teams that go the Mercedes way, where it's flat to the to the floor with only a slight angle, and there's there's, there's the Adrian Newey and everyone that's doing that kind of thing, like Alpha Tauri, where they've got it canted up like that. Yeah. Apparently, the Adrian Newey way is responding better to the new floor at the back, which is part of the problem with the Mercedes. So, yes, it's sort of the same as last year, but there is some key changes, you see. And yeah. if you've got a design philosophy that it doesn't favour, but the last lot of regulations did, that's where you find Mercedes now. They'll, they'll get it back. <clears throat> and as much as I dislike the little sod, Hamilton is one hell of a driver. You know, the, the virtue signalling, pontificating Burke. Oh, slavery is bad. Right, where are you going now? Well, Bahrain. Then we're going to Saudi Arabia. We're going to go to China. We're going to China. I'm thinking of Vinita. There's a, a fantastic new Chinese city. It used to be, I don't know, full of Muslims, but now they've got all these mandarins in it. I don't know where the Muslims have gone. Um, <coughs> what do you think of we go into Russia, where they shoot people for being gay. That's great. And I'm into equality, and we need to save the planet, everybody. Now, let's take a knee. Let's take a holiday in Qatar. Yeah, a nice hotel. Oh, I don't know who built it, but it's a very I'll good value. But I still hire private ones, because I don't want to be with the hoi polloi. I'm not <laughs> a linguist, you see. I just want to be in my own space, man, in it with my our friends. <laughs> <clears throat> so shut up, Lewis. Drive and re please retire at the end of this year. There's so many good drivers coming out there, and um, one particular British one needs to be in that seat. Yeah, that would be good. Maybe no um, names. Anyway, <laughs> moving on, um, we've also got, of course, the, the sad news um, uh, last week that uh, Murray Walker passed away, and of course, Sabrina Smith as well passed away. Yeah. Um, which was really, it was because both of them are phenomenal motorsport uh, people. I mean, uh, going to Murray Walker, 97 years old, a great innings to be sure. And what a fantastic chap. Nobody could bring a bad word against Murray at all. What would be your most um, kind of famous memories of Murray Walker? To you, Andrew, first. Mm. His voice, just, uh, there's so many incidences, isn't there? There's so many, uh, there's all the famous ones you may not have seen live, but you see, it's so famous, you see footage, yeah. you know, all his Murrayisms and all that kind of stuff. Everybody keeps talking about that. But there's just, there was a quality, quality to his voice. The, the, that hackneyed phrase about having a passion for something, oh, I love, you know, cooking, cooking shows, they go, oh, you've got to have a passion for food. Um, <clears throat> passion is is completely misunderstood. If you're not boring the pants off of somebody with a subject, you're not passionate about it. 
<laughs> I'm passionate about things because people fall asleep around me. <clears throat> Murray Walker was passionate to a ridiculous state with motorsport and motorbikes. He's a biker, good lad. Um, well, he was originally a biker and a, and a motorcycle racer in the TT. His dad was a TT, multiple TT champion, and that's how he got his break into doing the commentary. Because his dad did the commentary in the 4000 BC or whatever it was. Uh, you know, and motorcycles <laughs> were properly dangerous, not like now. Brakes? What do you need brakes for? Tires? <laughs> Just a bit of leather. Come on. Um, but the way he kind of his passion got you excited, it was the opposite of boring of, of just being nerdy. He was nerdy, but just so excited about everything, and he took you with him. It's astonishing. And I've, I've got, but he was also such. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not moral. Oh, what's the word? Well, he had character, and he had yeah. He was he was kind of traditional in that way. He was going old school. He but wasn't he was partisan. He wasn't. He wouldn't say a bad word about people. This is something Martin Brundle said. He, he he wouldn't, he just wouldn't do it. Everyone liked him because he wouldn't, he understood the dangers they were in. And even if they behaved badly, he forgave them and it was fine. So, you know, Schumacher, this sticks in my mind, British Grand Prix, Schumacher had repeatedly punted Hill off on all these other people and hit DC with his car and tried to kill him a few times, all this kind of stuff. So he was known for being a bit of a dirty driver. We all know that. We all know that he pushed the limits, didn't he, Michael Schumacher? <clears throat> Brakes failed straight on, 160 mile an hour into a tyre wall. Breaks his leg. Of course, the British crowd is booing or cheering or whatever. He's basically saying, "Up, oh, you're Schumacher. And I remember him getting quite angry over the commentary. Uh, the, the, the thought of fans celebrating an injury of even someone that had been driving as suspectly as Michael Schumacher. And that sticks in my head, that he had integrity. That's the word I wanted to use. He just had incredible integrity as a person. Uh, he wasn't trying to be a commentator. He was just trying to do a good job and really enjoy the race. And the mistake they make these days is they're trying so hard to put on a show, they forget that the show's called racing. Racing is the show, not the people talking about it, the people organising it, the people standing around in skirts. That's not the show. The show is when the lights go out and 20 nutters going 1,000 horsepower motors and try and get it around that track as fast as possible first. That's, that's the thing to get excited about. Not whether Crofty or James Allen can come out with a 10-minute... <laughs> statement that rhymes. Who cares? Get off. So, how, how about you, John? <laughs> Murray Walker. Yeah, Murray Walker. He, he was just, I mean, when I first got into Formula One, he obviously was the commentator through well, both of our kind of youths. And I suppose he, did he finish in about 2000, 2001? Was it roughly, it was only about yeah, 20 yeah, years ago he finished. 2004, yeah, thereabouts. So, from the age of I don't know when I can first remember six, seven years old. I'm used to watch Formula One races on a Sunday afternoon, right through to my sort of mid twenties, late twenties even. He was always the voice of Formula One, and when yeah. he retired, I didn't know what to make of it anymore because he was Formula One in my mind. So yeah. I remember listening to the first race without Murray, and um, I just didn't know what to think. I couldn't. He, I, I didn't. 
because he communicated the sport so well. And I was so used to the way that he would communicate his passion and his knowledge for the sport. When somebody else was the lead commentator, I almost didn't understand what was happening anymore. It, it, it sort of emotionally, something was completely missing. And it took a long time, actually, to get used to watching F1 again after Murray's left, maybe even a season until you got used to Brundle, who's very good, actually. I like Brundle. He's a very good um, uh, communicator indeed and very thorough and does his research like Murray did. But he doesn't have the kind of that exciting voice or the emotion in the voice like Murray did. Uh, nobody does, really. And as Andrew says, when the, the kind of modern cadre of commentators try and inject emotion into it, it just comes over as incredibly contrived. So that's what I miss about Murray. He wasn't contrived. He was genuine, knowledgeable, and passionate. And yeah, that's about it. One of the other guys I think who has done extremely well as commentator, uh, as a commentator, um, is uh, David Coulthard. I have to say, when David Coulthard and Martin Brundle were together at the BBC for a year or two, that was I think they were really, really good. I really enjoyed their um, uh, production together when they were doing that. I think they were they were very, very good. But there are a few others that aren't aren't too bad. To be fair, there was one of the one of the Channel Four commentators that was quite good. Now, um, it's not. It's so good that we just can't remember. <laughs> you know him, Andrew. You you normally have good with names. Um, or was not, or is it not Radio Five? Radio Five Live, perhaps one of the. One of the, <coughs> the guy on Radio Five Live who did the Formula E. Uh, he yeah. just Formula E, but he also did the um, esports virtual uh, Grand Prix for a little bit. Oh yes, yes. Uh, Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. He's okay. Yeah. <coughs> he's okay. He's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he's, he's partnered with Palmer, who's a smug git. He's yeah. a smug. You know that saying that the trouble with stupid people is they're too stupid to know what they don't know. You know when someone's really sort of it's like this. No, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, that's an indicator of an idiot to me because they don't understand that things aren't simple. And he's one of these people that goes, "No, that's rubbish." I'm an expert because I used to drive. Yeah, but you were crap. <laughs> and somehow you've managed to wangle your way into working for Sky as well now, or the, F the Formula One website, and you're doing you're doing knowledge pieces like you know anything. God, if you knew it's anything. Sar Sargon calls them midwits. It's a great expression. Yeah. They're clever enough <laughs> to get somewhere in society, but stupid, too stupid to know how little they know. The expression of midwits <laughs> is very... Midwit. I've written that down. Yeah, one up from halfwit. Yeah. My memory of Murray Hawker, because I, I watched it so much like you, John, you know, it was all the time, every time a Grand Prix was on live. And I remember watching live when Damon Hill won the World Championship and when those famous words of Murray saying, I'm going to have to stop because I've got a lump in my throat. Yeah. And he kind of passed over to Martin, to Martin Brundle um, to kind of finish it off. Well, actually, no, it would have been Martin Brundle. Was it Jonathan Farmer at that time? Because I think uh, no, it was, it was Brundle. Because I, I, I never saw Palmer. I never heard Palmer. I don't remember Palmer. I thought he came in 97. Um, uh, so I, no, I, I could My memory has got worse because I've become insane. <laughs> but, um, uh, but no, I, I remember that. I also remember um, watching the French Grand Prix right, in 1992. Uh, and they lost coverage. They lost the actual um, uh, video output. So he could only do the commentary. Um, and at the time, it wasn't a great race. Um, I think Mansell was leading, and uh, I can't remember the bits of these were going on. But Alessi, it was a wet race. Um, and Alessi was in the Ferrari. And all of a sudden, Murray started to say, Alessi is closing the gap. 
And my goodness me, you're missing quite a race here. I know you can't see the pictures over in the UK, but this is turning out to be a great Grand Prix. And then eventually they got the pictures back. And at least he was miles away from Maxwell. He <laughs> was just making it up. Was driving off. <laughs> and it was just, the Murray kind of made it. You know, and also he, had, he was funny because he would, he would comment about the women as well. Um, you know, if there was a pretty woman standing next to one of the drivers, he would say, oh, well, and, and, the, and that driver loves it to have a nice lady next to him or something. You know, I kind of quite, and a, a kind of funny. Oh, uh, cancel uh, Murray, cancel him. He's a misogynist. You know? He's a misogynist. <laughs> Get rid of him. Yeah, that it was uh, it was very funny so no he was he, he was just such a lovely charming person and to do to get on to 97 years old we wish him well and, and uh, i'm sure it, it's it, it's going to be hard to a lot of people felt really sad when we found out didn't they it was a really just i think oh yeah we knew it was going to happen because he's like you know he's, he's getting on and he was in a care home at that point, but um, it's very, it, it is a sad day. And just quickly going on from that to Sabrina Smith, who of course was a top gear presenter for a while, um, uh, and did many uh, did some uh, movies with Jeremy Clarkson, and of course the current Top Gear crew as well. But uh, it's, I mean, what a phenomenal driver and lovely and a great. She always seemed to have a real spirit of just. She could outdo just about anyone, wasn't it? She just she would give every 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 chance to go, you know. Wasn't well, she a Newburgh Yeah, she, yeah, and, and she holds the record. She won the was it not the Newburgh Ring twenty four hours? The only Did female to ever win it. That, oh, wow. um, so I mean, quite a quite a record. And I thought what we would do to remember her, um, we should have a lobby race, perhaps this Thursday, um, at the Newburgh Ring, uh, Nuremberg, uh, yeah, Newburgh Ring, um, on GT Sports, and do it in Porsche nine elevens because I know she used to like her Porsches. Um, so I thought we could do that. Um, as a nice way, I don't know, are you and I love that one, Andrew. I wish it was the way we could get you to commentate on it. We need to figure out how to do it through Discord or something like that. I could do it in a special term and accent because I used to live not that far from the, the Nürburgring, closer to Hockenheim, but you know, I could get to either from where I live. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be that would be something. So just remember them both by, but particularly Sabrina, um, as she was the queen of the North Slifer, um, and that would be something. Is that the only track but, she um, knew? No, no, I'm sure she's on the tracks too, but she was I never, I mean, never saw her do any other tracks apart from that one. To be fair, I could be quite good if I only did one track ever. <laughs> well, she managed to get a transit around the, near, the North Cypher in just over 10 minutes, which was pretty good going. Well, she, uh, drove, she drove for BMW and Porsche, so she would have known other tracks. She drove for yeah. them officially. Yeah, and that would be the thing. Oh, she's my age. She's six months old. Well, no, she's not. Yeah, she was 51. She was only 51. Three months older than me. Yeah, yeah, no, it was tragic. She had cancer, got it in 2017. She's from, she's actually from where I lived. Rhineland Palatinate, which is not called the Rhineland Palatinate, because that's stupid. It's the Rhineland Pfalz. You ever see a wine with Rhineland Pfalz on it? That's the massive, it's two counties, Pfalz. And the Rhineland, which is strangely around the River Rhine, but then again, so is a fat. So what are you going to do? Um, <clears throat> yeah, Queen of the River. Well, in rounding up, we've been talking about who's going to win the Grand Prix this year. Who's going to be champion? <laughs> we've been talking about with Pine Studios and my new latest outfit. And if you haven't already seen the video with David Pennell and Josh Martin, make sure you watch it. And if it's the first time, although I've said this a little bit late, 
make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notifications bell and subscribe to the channel. It'd be great to have you as part of the community, especially if you love sim racing and gaming and streaming, because we'll be doing lots of that as well very, very soon. But from Andrew and from Jonathan and from my good self, drive fast and try not to crash and you'll win the race at the first corner. Bye just now. Good evening. Good night.